Leave behind your regrets and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh, oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, what a Savior! Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Bow down before him, for he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Oh, what a Savior! Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Bow down before him, for he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Today we're looking at Psalm 119, verses 116 and 117. Sustain me according to your word, that I may live, and do not let me be ashamed of my hope. Uphold me that I may be safe, that I may have regard for your statutes continually. And this section is all about how we're called to be different, to be set apart, to be unique. And then there's, and there's three things that we see. The first three verses focus on our call to be set apart. These two verses focus on our call to be sustained and supported. And then the last two show us how serious this call is. So today I want us to think about what does it mean that we're going to be sustained. We're going to be supported. The two key words in this section are uphold and sustain. Sustain me. Uphold me. He's crying out to the Lord and ask him to to prove faithful in what he said. 
He said, I've put all my hope and all my trust in you. And if you don't uphold me, then I won't live. And then he asked that the Lord would help him to be faithful to that truth, that he would have regard for it and he would serve him continually. So his two prayers are that the Lord would sustain him and uphold him. And notice the reasons why he's asking for this. Notice he says, if the Lord doesn't sustain me, I won't live. My only hope for life is that you'll sustain me. And if you don't uphold me, I won't be safe. Uphold me that I may be safe. His security, his safety is wrapped up in the promise and the reality of the word. And then notice this interesting phrase, and do not let me be ashamed of my hope. It's actually a little tough to translate. You could translate it more woodenly. Do not let me reap shame from my hope. So shame, what is that? That's something more than feeling embarrassment. And he's asking, don't let me reap shame from my hope. What he means is that he is asking the Lord, help me or keep me from putting my hope in something that's going to prove false. It's the idea that you can deeply, desperately hope for something, and then you can get it. And when you get it, it lets you down. And this thing that was your hope, all of a sudden you're reaping shame because it's not proving reliable. It's not proving sustainable. It hasn't delivered on the promise that it made to you, or what you believed it could do for you. I've been intrigued recently reading through Paul's letters how often he is afraid of laboring in vain. It seems to be one of his great fears that he could do all this work, all this energy, and at the end of the day it would prove to be in vain. And in Galatians, he's worried that if his message proves to be false, all his ministry is in vain. And then in other places, he's worried that if they don't persevere, his labor will be in vain. This is what it means to be ashamed of your hope, that you put your hope in this thing, in this person, in this situation, in this. You actually got it, and it didn't deliver. And that's what he's crying out, oh, Lord, you sustain me. Don't let me be ashamed of my hope. But what's his hope? He's already told us in verse 114, I wait for your word. That's where I put my hope. And, you know, there's so many things that we can be ashamed of. We can be ashamed of our thoughts. We can be ashamed of our words. Be ashamed of our actions. But there's no shame in committing to his word. That's what will sustain him. And then verse 117, he asks, uphold me. This is language of a of a mother. This is the tender care of a mother holding an infant child. It says, hold me and I will be safe. But notice his safety is found in his continual obedience. You hold me, you uphold me so that then I can have regard for your statutes continually. I will obey continually. It's God's divine power and presence that's going to help him endure. But his endurance comes from his faithful obedience. You uphold me so I can endure. You know, I'm beginning more and more to think that one of the great superpowers in life is the ability to endure. You just keep going. Keep going. One foot in front of the other. 
And so here we have a blueprint for how God's going to sustain us, how he's going to support us. He gives us the word of life. He gives us a hope that will never put us to shame so we don't have to be afraid. We have a sure and mighty hope. And then he empowers us to faithful obedience. So today, which of those three do you need more in your life? Do you need to know more of the word to bring you life? Do you need a firmer, stronger commitment to your great hope? Or do you need to be faithful in what he's called you to today? What's the next thing he's asking you to do? This is how we're sustained. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son. 